Welcome to the fifth installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio magazine podcast. Ear to the Ground features interviews, reviews, and field reports related to sustainable agriculture, family farming, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm your host, Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. This Ear to the Ground will examine the changing role of women in agriculture and stewardship of the land. Specifically, we will focus on two Land Stewardship Project cultural pieces that in some ways provide bookends to the sustainable agriculture movement in general. The first is a dramatic monologue created two decades ago in the midst of soil erosion problems that rivaled the Dust Bowl for severity. Planting in the dust is a powerful, if somewhat somber, expression of one woman's connection to the land and her frustration at seeing it abused by her neighbors. The second piece is a recent film documentary that shows how women involved in the sustainable agriculture movement are practicing stewardship by creating a community, a community that has expanded beyond the farm to include consumers. In a sense, this film, called Voices of Minnesota Farm Women, is an anecdote to planting in the dust. The frustration of one lonely voice has been replaced by the many voices of a growing network of committed farmers. Dana Jackson, a senior program associate for LSP, has been busy recently giving presentations featuring voices of Minnesota farm women. Also in the past, she has helped put on performances of Planting in the Dust and has given much thought to the similarities and differences between the play and the film. Jackson shared some of her thoughts on Voices of Minnesota Farm Women and Planting in the Dust in the July-August-September 2005 Land Stewardship Letter. For this Ear to the Ground, she reads from her essay. The voice of one woman, a fictional woman named Annie, took the mission of the Land Stewardship Project to thousands of people and over 500 audiences across the United States between 1994 and 1991, through presentations of the half-hour dramatic monologue Planting in the Dust. Today, the voices of ten real contemporary farm women are taking LSP's vision of a sustainable food and farming system to audiences far and wide through showings and discussions of Voices of Minnesota Farm Women, a 27-minute film documentary produced by Cynthia Vagnetti. Both presentations express deep appreciation for the gifts of the soil and the responsibility of all people to care for the land that sustains us. Annie is a 35-year-old woman who has returned to the farm her great-grandparents homesteaded. During the course of the play, she talks about her relationship with the land and her frustrations with Jordan, a corn-soybean farmer of her father's generation who represents industrial agriculture. Annie complains about the way Jordan, who owns all the land surrounding her farm, abuses the soil. He's no outlaw. He's not mean. He's good to his kids, loves his wife, and helps his neighbors when they need it. But he just doesn't include the land in that. Monitors the markets by computer while his land slips out from under him. Just doesn't feel it. Not many around here do feel it. The land is something you own and use. Annie feels it, but she also has a sound scientific understanding of soil. Maybe I'm crazy, but when I look out there and see that cloud of blowing topsoil, it's like my own flesh skinned alive. And it is alive. This soil is made up of the bodies of all the beings that have ever lived in this place over millions of years. And it's the whole life of all the years to come. Speaking two decades after Nancy Paddock wrote Annie's speech about soil, several women and voices of Minnesota farm women also describe the connection they feel to the soil. 
These are unrehearsed comments captured during filmed oral history interviews, so their words aren't edited to be poetic or dramatic as any speeches were, but they are thoughtful and memorable. Mary Dorr says... Industrial agriculture removes the farmer from the land, detaching him or her from the work of what's going on biologically on the land. A connection, literally, to the soil is critical to farming. We need to be mindful that we don't lose that balance, that we don't lose touch with the spirit of the soil. Kay Fernholtz admits in the film, I've noticed in my seven years out here that I find myself speaking to the soil. I don't think that's strange, because what we now know is that the earth is a living organism, and therefore it has responses. It also softens my own personal soil within my own being to listen more carefully so I don't wring this soil for production only, so that it really becomes that which I am derived from, and it's an extension of who I am as well. Planting in the Dust was written to be used in public meetings about land stewardship in counties where soil erosion rates were high. When LSP was founded in 1982, its first work was to organize public programs and workshops using a special anthology action book written by Joe and Nancy Paddock and a slideshow called From Harvest to Harmony. The programs were held in church meeting halls, not only in Minnesota, but also Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. In 1983, Nancy Paddock, Joe Paddock, and Carol Bly, who had all collected oral histories for National Farmers Union's American Farm Project, were leading these meetings in Minnesota. Carol and Nancy were frustrated that there were almost no women attending them. They struggled over how they could reach women and came up with the idea of a play. This play was one of the first attempts to address the land stewardship issue from a woman's point of view. It drew women to the meetings and they embraced its message that soil conservation was their responsibility too. Someone representing LSP or a sponsoring organization would introduce the play and lead a discussion following the performance. It was performed across the U.S. and in Canada in churches, museums, libraries, schools, and even outdoors. It had a long run into the 1990s. From time to time, someone at LSP has suggested a revival of the play. That would require some significant updating. A farmer like Jordan likely would have built a large-scale hog confinement operation by now, and dust from spring planting could be laced with the stench of liquid hog manure. The trend towards fewer and larger farms continues, and agribusiness interests want the public to believe it's inevitable that farms get big or get out, that family farms are no longer viable economic units that provide a good way of life. LSP knows, and Voices of Minnesota Farm Women shows, that family farming with good land stewardship stewardship isn't dead. Starting in the early 1980s, about the time Planting in the Dust was written and first performed, a strong sustainable farming movement began to evolve that fostered environmentally friendly practices and helped people develop economically viable farming systems. In Annie's time, she and her husband were using stewardship practices her neighbors didn't bother with, such as growing crops on the contour and planting trees. Annie dreams of creating a farming system that, quote, can sustain itself and us indefinitely, unquote. But Annie felt no support for this goal and out of step with her community. The roots of the sustainable farming movement were sparse. 
The 10 farm women we meet in Voices of Minnesota Farm Women speak about supportive communities and networks of farmers that have helped them make changes and develop more sustainable farming systems. They are living examples of the benefits of the sustainable farming movement in this country that has resulted in organizations like the Sustainable Farming Association of Minnesota, Practical Farmers of Iowa, the Northern Plains Sustainable Agriculture Society, the Nebraska Sustainable Farming Society, and other kinds of groups, such as grazing circles and marketing cooperatives. Cynthia Vagnetti, a photographer and filmmaker, approached LSP a few years ago for support in her project to collect oral histories of contemporary Minnesota farm women with a digital video camera. The product is Voices of Minnesota Farm Women, a new outreach tool that can be used similarly to the way we use planting in the dust. But there are important differences between these two cultural works. Vagnetti has captured the spirit of sustainable farming in scenes of 10 women farmers talking about their lives as they move livestock fences, attach an implement to a tractor, gather eggs, process grapes into wine, and unload boxes at the farmer's market. The women in this documentary express satisfaction with their way of life and speak about their goals to be good stewards of families, their communities, and the land. They think of themselves as farmers, as partners in farming enterprises, not as the wives of farmers. In June, the New York Times reported that the number of farms operated by women has more than doubled since 1978, from just over 100,000 to 250,000, and that 15% of American farms are now run primarily by women, up from 5% in 1978. The Organic Farming Research Foundation says that women run 22% of organic farms. The sustainable farming movement has introduced women to practices more compatible with their propensities for nurturing and offered the kind of community support that bolsters confidence they can be farmers. Women in the Voices documentary did not seem threatened by the get big or get out message repeated everywhere by industrial agricultural promoters, mainly because they did get out already, out of conventional markets where small-scale farms have to compete with the efficiency of industrial operations. Unlike Planting's Annie, who felt utterly alone, the women of Voices are part of the sustainable agricultural movement and the local foods movement. A major partner, the film makes clear, is the consumer. Voices illustrates the importance of supportive relationships between stewardship farmers and the people who buy food. Voices of Minnesota Farm Women isn't just a documentary about women farmers. It's a positive, hopeful story about family farming. It debunks the myth that all farms must be large and industrial to survive and instead shows a good future for new farmers. Strong images of children in the film reinforce that hopeful message. Children are always present, helping with the work, listening to adults, playing at the feet of adults. You get the feeling that they will grow up satisfied with their lives on the farm, ready to become the farmers of the future. Planting in the Dust is no longer being performed, but you can experience Voices of Minnesota Farm Women through the magic of video technology. We are offering an educational packet that includes the 27-minute video, introductory background materials, 
a discussion guide, several different handouts about beginning farmers, and tips on buying directly from farmers. The packet also includes a take action list and a bibliography for additional reading. The video is available as a separate piece as well. For more information, contact Dana Jackson at 651-653-0618 or email her at danaj at landstewardshipproject.org. That's 651-653-0618 or danaj at landstewardshipproject.org. If you'd like to read the essay featured on this podcast, go to www.landstewardshipproject.org, click on the newsroom, and follow the links to the Land Stewardship Letter page. That's landstewardshipproject.org, then click on the newsroom and follow the links to the Land Stewardship Letter page. Again, this essay appeared in the July-August-September 2005 issue. This podcast is a new endeavor for the Land Stewardship Project, and we'd like to hear from you. You can send your comments, criticisms, and suggestions to me, Brian DeVore, at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org. That's bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org. You can also get me on the horn at 612-729-6294. That's 612-729-6294. A special thank you goes out to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician and LSB staffer who provided Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a very special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member and you'd like to support us, go to landstewardshipproject.org to learn how to join LSP. Thanks for listening.